0: Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Rio Grande announces a change in time for Calling All Cars, the West's most popular broadcast. Beginning Sunday, April 2nd, Calling All Cars will be heard at 8 to 8.30 p.m. on Sundays instead of Fridays. Listen to Calling All Cars, 8 to 8.30, Sunday night, April 2nd. Copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Marysville police calling all cars, attention all cars to broadcast 277 regarding a kidnapping. Be on the only lookout for a sedan bearing three men and a woman. These men kidnapped the Marysville policeman this day. Exercise calls as they are armed and dangerous. That's all. Rolls and quits. water pipe first, you don't send for a radio repairman. If something goes wrong with your radio, you don't call in a plumber. You summon the man whose training and experience have made him a specialist in his chosen line. The men who do know gasoline, whose very occupations require them to drive far more than you or I, are the men at the wheels of police cars, ambulances, and fire engines. And the way they size up the various motor fuels on the market is best illustrated by the fact that more of their emergency, public-serving automobiles are powered by Rio Grande Crack wherever it is sold, than any other brand. Their constant reliance on this better gasoline to get them away to a quicker start, to give them top speed, maximum power, and the kind of mileage that saves the taxpayers' money is the most eloquent endorsement ever accorded to gasoline. Tens of thousands of motorists who have followed the example of an overwhelmingly large number of city and county officials in California are enjoying the advantages of police car performance Rio Grande Cracks in their automobiles. If you are not, why not? Get a tank full on the way to work in the morning. Give it one trial and you will be sold. You'll understand why Rio Grande Cracks is the most highly recommended gasoline sold in the West. The fact in the story we are to hear tonight have been taken in the main from the confidential files of the police department of Marysville, California. We have therefore asked Chief of Police, Daryl LaForte, to prepare a foreword to our program. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is a privilege to be able tonight to greet you as a guest of calling all cars. It is part of the cooperation which law enforcement agencies are showing in their effort tonight to point out the losing nature of life of crime. Such cooperation between law enforcement officers and all others in this work is vital to the success of the battle against crime. If every group of authorities seek only to cover themselves with glory and refuse to cooperate with other groups, the criminal element has a distinct advantage. The story we are about to hear was brought to a successful conclusion by the splendid way in which all peace officers involved work together to prove again. And most conclusively, that Crane cannot pay. A low moon hung over the little desert town of Battle Mountain, Nevada. It was long after midnight, 1 o'clock in the early morning of July 15, 1932. At the upper end of the town, two men were working furtively in the shadows as they attempted to break the lock of Battle Mountain's leading store, while a third stood beside a small sedan parked nearby. Are you making that sense? Okay, okay. A couple more tries I'll have. Well, here. What is it, man? I want to get some of I thought I heard something down there by the corner of the building. Is it a I can't hear anything. Yeah, maybe so. I could have sworn I heard someone near. If there was anybody around, Henry could see them. What do you suppose I'm making a stand out of there by the car? Mm-hmm. Sure, I know.
0: There!
1: Uh, one more like that, we'll have the luck. That's all. Imagine if that's that. Yes, there somebody coming. I just saw the shadow on that board sidewalk. He's got a chicken, listen. There. Yeah. You hear that? Come on. Cut behind the sedan and quick. He's still coming. I guess he saw us, all right. Why didn't you tip us, Henry? I Jack. I think he's going to get the signal when we look back there. Okay. Well, hold your guns ready boys. i got a hunt at the top. All right, all right, you fellas. Put up your hands and come out the
0: open.
1: It's the law. It's the marshal, boss. Yeah, I know. Let him have it, boys. One of us got him, Jack. He's dropped in his back. Stop! Stop the you're pulling in. Uh, we must only wind him. He's firing at us. Well, you know what to do, don't you? That ought to hold him. Come on! Duck into the ground! Uh, did anybody here in the crowd see you was doing all that shooting? Yeah, i finished Constable. There's three guys shooting it out with some other fella. They beat it down that alley there. Okay, some of you men come with me and we'll try to head them off. Look, Constable, there's a the fella they shot, man, there by the corner of the store. See if there's anything you can do for him. Yeah, I'm really. going to try to catch up with the guys who shot him. you see who it is? Not dead, but... Yeah. Hey, yeah, it's Marshal Chiara. Good old two-gun-beat Kiara. Killed him.
0: Looks target to me. Uh-huh. He got
1: back at him a little. I saw one of the killers pretty bad when they run in that alley there. You, you think he might have shot one of them? That's the way it looks. Funny they should run off and leave their car standing here. That ain't their car. It belongs to some people I know. It just happened to be parked there. Well, it looks like they got away. A lot of the boys are still searching for him, but no luck so far. They got away, huh, Constable? Yeah, we'll get him yet. They left their tracks in the alley. The tracks of Cowboy's Booth. <laughs> Shortly after his arrival at the scene of Marshal Chiara's tragic killing, Sheriff James Moore of Lambda County sent a rest call to Detective Richard Heath at Reno. Detective Heath immediately uncovered two important clues a limp, plainly discernible in one of the bandits' tracks, and an excellent palm print from the center of the park automobile. But it remained for M.A. Carpenter, a detective of Marysville, California, to give meaning to these clues able to make anything out of what he dug up, Mr. Carpenter? I certainly was, Sheriff. Plenty. You mean you got a lead out of that palm print? No, not the palm print. Identifying the killer through that would be mostly a matter of luck. What's the track? That's it exactly. Those boot prints showing the limp. What about him? Sheriff, only one man in the West makes boot tracks like that. And that man is Jack Weston. Jack Weston? You mean the man they call the last outlaw of the Old West? That's just who I mean. But, uh, how can you be sure... Besides the evidence of those boot trends, Jack Weston is the only man I know who could outdraw 2 guns each the other. If that's the case, he's going to be a tough manly catch. That may be, but none of them are too tough to be caught eventually. I've followed Weston's career since way back in 1900 when he and his brother Ed started out stealing horses in the state of Washington. He's been getting away with his lawlessness for a long time now, Mr. Carpenter. I don't know what... Jack one's... hasn't entirely gotten away with it. He's done time before, and we would get him this time... He'll likely hang, and if he keeps on leaving a trail of telltale boot prints, we'll have him before you know it. But nearly three months passed, and still nothing definite has been learned as to Jack Weston's whereabouts. And then, late one October afternoon of the same year, an automobile bearing Arizona license plate turned into a service station on the outskirts of Marysville, California. Didn't you think, sir? Yeah. Make it snappy. Yes, sir. Don't you think you should have stopped further along, Jack? After all, we've just cleaned. this have town a change of over five hundred and forty bills. Shut up, will you, chick? Oh, that service station got to hear you. Mm, no, but just the same. No, we th- were down to the last gallon. I didn't want to take no chances of running out between stations.
0: Where to now, Jack?
1: I'm not sure yet. Let's see how things look up ahead. I may cut east, back into Nevada. And you
0: are got to pass up Red Bluff?
1: I told you I didn't know, didn't I? A pipe down. I wish that guy'd hurry up. I don't want to get clear of this town. Oh, it's a coughing kick. I going to bother it. Hey there, never mind the oil. i in a hurry. Okay, sir. That's $2.16. Here you are. Thank you, sir. Let's see that 215 out of the fire. let that guy another one of the phonies, eh? Sure. Why not? Oh. Look, what's coming around the corner of the station? Yes.
0: It's a cop. He's looking hard in our direction.
1: All right, so it's that cop. What of it? I swear he's the biggest cop I ever saw in my life. I uh, bet he weighs way over 200.
0: Jack, yeah, he's coming over here. Yeah, let's
1: beat it. Jack, nuts the chain. Now listen, you two hold tight. I'll take care of this. Just a minute there. I want to talk to you. Yeah? What's the matter? Where'd you get that automobile? What do you mean, wait, I get it? It belongs to me. Yeah? You see your registration? Sure. Right here on the wheel post. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Your name, sir? All right, copper. I guess you know a 45 when you see one. Now climb into the back seat like a good call. Hey, what's the- you what, You heard me, big boy. Okay. Give me the police department. Hello? Say, look. Three people, two men and a woman, just drove out of my service station with Officer LeBouf in their car. I think they kidnapped him. Yeah. It was a new car with Arizona license plates and... What? Well, they're heading north from the Bangal
0: Road, it looks like.
1: Yeah. You better take it easy, Jack. We're doing close to 90. We'll have every... Oh, never mind the speedometer. Gun on that cop, you fool. That's right, Jack. We can't
0: take the through. Now, test. will you two
1: shut up? I'm heading for a turn off in case anyone saw us kidnapped the Flatfoot, and there'd be an alarm by now. Yeah, but. Uh, ah, but nothing. I want to get to that turn off before they string a blockade out. After that, we're really okay. Oh, yeah, that's what you think, Mr. Flatfoot. God, God, you think it. you're going to get away with this, you're crazy? Mr. Flatfoot? Don't worry about us. We'll be all right. You better start worrying about yourself. Because that two-ton frame of yours is going to be rotting in the underbrush before long. You
0: mean, you mean you're going to kill him, Jack? Sure,
1: I'm going to kill him don't think I'd let him go so he could blab all he knows. Oh, yes, but Jack... Oh, Jack. whining. I'm running the show. It can't be very far to let turn off nothing. Hey, Jack, look out there. There's a car pulling out of that side road. It's right Where's in front of us. There's a dirty it. rat. It's a blockade. Maybe I can make a turn. Hey, Jack, yeah. we're going to turn over. Uh-oh. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that was a break anyhow. Oh. Hey, anybody hurt?
0: Oh, I don't think so. Are you all right, Chick? Yeah,
1: I, I just so. Uh, shook up a little as well. Come on, let's get out of here. What about the copper? All right, done for a look at him. Yeah, I guess you're right, chick. Well, let's get going. Thanks for the woods there. Okay, Jack, we're right behind
0: you.
1: When the officers under Sheriff Cullen reached the scene of the accident, the fugitives had already disappeared. Fortunately, however, they found Officer Merrill LeBuff, merely unconscious from a head injury, not dead as the bandits had supposed. Days of intensive search proved unavailing. Luck was again riding with Jack Weston in his outfit. The year 1932 came to an end. 1933 rolled by, and Jack Weston still remained at liberty. And then, in the spring of that 1934, Gareth Lewis R. Fife of Cedar City, Utah, decided to take the bull with a horn. I tell you, these wool robberies have got to stop. The ranchers around here have taken about all they can stand. Something's got to be done, done soon. I'd be willing to bet my last dime I know who's behind all this.
0: Yeah, who?
1: Jack Weston. By right, George, Sheriff, I believe you're right. I'm almost certain I'm right. Yeah, he's the bandit who killed your old friend, uh, Marshal Pete Sierra, up at Battle Mountain, isn't he? Yeah. That's something I'm not forgetting. And one of these days, if somebody else doesn't get him first, I'm going to bring Weston in, dead or alive. Hold a minute. Well, Sheriff Feist speaking. This is the Stoner Ranch calling, Sheriff. Yeah. We've just discovered
0: the theft
1: of several thousand dollars worth of wool. Any idea who did it? Well, no, unless it's those
0: wolf thieves have been operating around here this
1: spring. Okay, I'll be right out. Unless I'm very much mistaken, it's Weston and he's out there again. They've robbed the Stoner Ranch.
0: Yes?
1: Come on, let's get on out there. I'm going to bring in those wolf thieves if it's the last thing I ever do. <laughs> Upon investigation of the robbery at the Stoner Ranch. Sheriff Feist's only clue was the diamond set tire mark of a truck, a clue which he followed across dark desert country for nearly a month. And then, early one morning, near the abandoned home state mine, 30 miles west of Cedar City, he came across the now familiar tracks leading to an arroyo, and knew that at last he had his quarry cornered. Leaving his car, Sheriff Feist cautiously drew his .45 and advanced toward a small truck that was partially concealed by a growth of mesquite. As he came up to it and peered around the front of the motor, his eyes fell on a middle-aged man and young woman lying fast asleep on the ground, almost at his feet. For a moment, Sheriff Fife studied the man's features and then. All right, Weston, get up. Huh? Oh, none of that, Weston. I wouldn't reach for that gun if I were you. Okay, Sheriff. You're a party. Leave your gun on the ground where it is and keep your hands up. Yes, and the girl, too. What do we do, Jack? Whatever the sheriff says, I reckon. I'll get on down the gully there, both of you. My car's only a couple hundred yards away. What about the truck? There's plenty of time to take care of the truck, Weston. I'm going to toss a pair of handcuffs over to you, sister. I want you to put them on him. Shall I yeah Sure. What else can you do? All right, hurry it up. Now then, get moving. Okay, okay. Don't get such up, stew. Yeah, just keep ahead of me there and no tricks. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry about the
1: handcuffs, Jeff. That's all right, Daisy. Think nothing of it. I'm not going to... Oh, no, you don't, Weston. Stop. Stop or I'll
0: shoot. Go on, Jack. Go on. Get away from him. Oh. Oh, you killed him. You dirty rat. You killed him.
1: Maybe I have. If I did, he asked for it. Oh, Jeff.
0: Oh, Jeff. I'm going after
1: my car. Don't try to get away because it won't do you any good. will not be but a minute. So you take it easy. If Weston don't die, we'll get him patched up when we get back to town. Jeff. Jack, well, what I told you now, no funny business. Stacy. Oh, now, shut up and listen. The minute he gets out of sight, get back to the truck. and will bring you my shot. Can you get it? Okay, oh. please. Yeah, that's the last laugh that pumped a slug into my back, but I'll
0: myself.
1: Doesn't hurt very bad, sir. Never mind that. Get you out of sight yet?
0: Yeah.
1: And beat it and get that shot out. No.
0: I'll
1: oh. make that filthy shirt, by the you wait while I've got this way. Are you all right, Jack? There's a shotgun in my hands. I'm always all right. Now, shut up. My turn now, Sheriff. Huh? Get him up and be quick about it. Oh, well, what? The... Now, you heard me. Get him up. Okay, Weston. Kind of looks like your luck still holds, doesn't it? Sure. Why not? Get the keys he's bracelet from, Daisy. Get him. Jack! Look out! Daisy, that thick
0: gun lay on the
1: ground. i am getting
0: you, Jack. All right. Get back to you and drop that shotgun. Right. That a girl, Daisy. Put there's other pair of
1: handcuffs on him, sir. Yeah, what for? Him? What did I fool around with him? Why not shoot him? That's what he deserves. That's the same,
0: Jackie. You of... were lucky
1: getting out of the way of that shotgun, charge, Jerry. But it won't happen again. You're all through, see? Here, Daisy. Give me a gun. No, now. I've got a
0: better idea, honey. We'll handcuff him around one of them trees. This lug is going to die a slow death.
1: Well, he's got brains, sugar.
0: You see, right here, is a bit of any. Sometimes about a foot thick.
1: Now, get over there, Sheriff. The lady's going to make you nice and comfortable. <laughs> you really mean you'd do a thing like this to anyone western than? Why, sure. Now, get your arms around that tree trunk. No, I'm not here. Under the big branch. There. That's it. Now. There. Yeah. That ought to hold you for a while, Sheriff. Now, come on, Jeff. Let me help you up again. Let's beat it out of here. Beat it nothing. Get some gasoline out of the truck, David. Gasoline? Sure. I'm going to pour it over this dirty rat and then set him on fire. Oh, Jack, huh? no. I said yes. Then do what I say. I'm going to burn him alive. That's what I'm
0: going to do. I'm... Jack, no. Jack, what is it? It's a
1: flood. I guess maybe I... It was not my thought, Jack. Hold on to me, darling. I'll get you
0: to the sheriff's car oh. somehow. Oh, take it easy. Take it easy. I will, dear. And it's it just this... I'll be waiting for this. Come on, I
1: just put it in my bag. here and what's this? Come on.
0: Here we are again. Ah. Now, let me help you up in this. Room. Oh. you oh, now. You'll be all right. Yeah, sure. Now, let's get out of here.
1: Oh. You're not really going to leave me here like this, are you? What do
0: you think, copper? Not you realize what that means. Sure I do, and I'm only sorry it
1: won't be worse. You can't let me tie like this. There ain't humans. It hasn't shoot me. Excuse me, but
0: don't leave me out here to go mad. Don't you all no, That'll be much too good for you. Come on, Sheriff. by <laughs> arms till you
1: look. Hours dragged by. A noonday sun scorched down upon Sheriff's life, burning into his brain. Overhead, a circle of ominous dark birds swooped ever lower, their beady eyes fastened upon the helpless man awaiting the moment when life to leave his tortured body. Desperately, he racked his wits for a solution to the problem of horror confronting him. Suddenly, a daring scheme presented itself. Matches were in his pocket. The bark of the feeder was dry, highly inflammable. He would burn down the trees. He might be roasted alive in the process, but it was a chance for freedom. Time and again, the bark ignited and feared the officer's hands. But always, the flame burned out. Before being able to ripen into a blaze. At the end of an hour, Christ was forced to abandon the plan. say he searched his mind for yet another solution, yet he was caught. Caught. picture the torment that lie ahead of him. You buzzards flying around up there. Only worse. You hear me? Only worse. He left me here alone. But you're keeping me company. You keep circling lower and lower. Pretty soon you... You won't be much higher than the top of this tree. (laughs) If I could... If I could climb
0: to the top and it's... And save you the trouble of coming down so far to get me. Why not?
1: Why not climb over the top of the tree? I can knock off the branches as I go. Escape from, from death. I can do it. Right. I've got it. No, jump, 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 The shadows of late afternoon fell over the wasteland, followed by the blackness of night. And still, the chopping continued. Long, mm. agonized hours dragged by. Hours in which life often became so faint and crazed with thirst that he had to torture himself with the handcuffs to remain conscious. Once again the sun rose out of the east, hearing the arid country with its oven-like blast. Silently, hungrily, the buzzards continued their patient thirsting at the spot. followed more hours of pain-wracking labor, and then suddenly the sound of popping feet. Slowly, torturously... Jarrett Spice locked his legs about the partially severed limb of the tree. Training every muscle, he pulled down, hopefully, awaiting the result. And then, with a the rending snap, the limb broke free. With almost superhuman effort, Spice then began his ascent of the tree, breaking away the smaller limbs as he climbed. An hour passed, and he was within four feet to the top of the 20-foot cedar. There, the trunk was slacker, and his body swayed unsteadily trembling. He was on the verge of collapse, but somehow he managed to flounder on. Higher. Higher. Slowly the tree tops began to bend as you were not.
0: Bendy. Bendy. Just just one more foot. Please, God. Just one more foot. Oh. I'm beginning to slide. Freeze. Free, free!
1: Only through sheer force of will did Sheriff Pike, still locked in handcuffs, manage the 14 mile of the grueling march towards Cedar City before being picked up by a rancher. And almost unbelievable as it seems, after only two days of recuperation, he was once again hot on the trail of the West's number one bad man, Jack Weston. Information had come through that a girl answering Daisy's description had purchased medical supplies in St. George and had driven south in the direction of Arizona. Sheriff Fife was not long in picking up the tracks made for the tires of his car and in company with several deputies. The officers soon came to the end of their search before a tiny shack in the vicinity of Mount Tumble. Sheriff Fife advanced to the door. Why, well, well, it's you, but... Yeah. But I thought... You thought I'd be food for the buzzards by this time, didn't you? You said you're under arrest for attempted murder, young woman. I
0: see. All right, I'll go with you. Where's Jack Weston? He ain't
1: here. ain't here, eh? Come on, we're going to take a look through the house.
0: You see, for yourself, there's no one in this room. Ain't but two other rooms in the house. Well,
1: we'll take a look at him anyway. Hey, what's your name?
0: Margaret Carter.
1: Margaret Carter. Why'd Jack call you Daisy? If
0: you don't like my name, you know what you can do.
1: Come on, now. Where's Jack Weston?
0: Jack is far away.
1: Well, I'm going to find out. You were right about his not being in the house, but I got a hunch he's not far from here. One of the men just found your car, here He did, eh? What about Weston, Captain? There's no sign of Weston. All right, let's take a look at the car. Come on, Daisy, or Margaret or whatever your name is. Okay. You see, the car's right there by that clump of mesquite. Oh, yeah. What are the men digging over there for? They found a the place with the earth. they been disturbed. Thought maybe Weston might have buried something nothing. Hey, Sheriff, uh, it's a body we just found in that pit. The boys are bringing it out now. The body? Well, who's, you know? And then uh, the boys have it out. Maybe someone can identify it. What? Where? It's Jack Weston.
0: Yes, it's Jack. I buried him there myself. <laughs> he died during the night. And thousand George.
1: Well, looks like that Bullet of yours got him after all, Sheriff huh? Yeah, I guess it did. And it left the West that much better place to live in. In just a moment we shall present the concluding facts regarding our program. A careful driver not only keeps one eye on the road and the other on his speedometer, he is just as careful about where he turns in for his motoring needs. A veritable army of prudent, thoughtful motorists watch for the newest red and white Rio Grande station, knowing the safer, surer protection of Rio Lube and Rio Grande, Pennsylvania, knowing the superior quality of Rio Grande Crack, the gasoline of real police car performance. Every member of Jack Weston's outfit has been apprehended by the authorities. Either before or since the death of their leader, and is now serving time in prison, they are learning, as Jack Weston so conclusively learned, that crime cannot pay.
0: mayorsville police calling all cars, attention all cars. The place radio broadcast two hundred seventy-seven regarding a kidnapping. The case are now in custody. That's all, rolls and clears.
1: announces a change in time for Calling All Cars, the West's most popular broadcast. Beginning Sunday, April 2nd, Calling All Cars will be heard at 8 to 8.30 p.m. on Sundays instead of Fridays. Listen to Calling All Cars, 8 to 8.30, Sunday night, starting April 2nd, at which time you will hear the story of Earl Duran, the Wyoming Desperado who was shot today. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.